On this show, they cover the biggest news stories, give their fact-based opinions, and interview many great people from all over the fruited plains. These stories and experiences are what make up the fabric of this great country. This isn't just any show. This is the Matt and Chan Show. Now, live from Fresno, California, here are your hosts, Matt and Chan. Hey guys, welcome back to another Matt in the Morning, a special edition of the Matt and Chan Show. This is something we do Monday through Thursday, and then Friday, Chandler's back in the studio. But this week we have a special interview with Michael Johns, getting a lot of great response for that. But let's hop right into it. So the big news this morning is Trump pardons Susan B. Anthony. And this is somebody that fought for the right for women to vote. And it's huge because we were hearing all these names floating around. We heard the Joe Exotic. We saw Snowden. We saw all these people that Trump was supposed to pardon. But Susan B. Anthony, something that I was like, wow, this is this is something um, that I did not see coming. Um, and it happens to be 100 years after the date of the 1920 ratification of the 19th Amendment. That give women that gave women the right to vote, and she had been a pioneer who pretty much was like against slavery, and she died in 1906. Um, and this is coming from a Fox News article this morning, and she got arrested in 1872 for violating laws that permitted only men to vote in the presidential election, and and what happened is she was indicted, um, she was tried and convicted for voting illegally. Um, and she was sentenced to pay a fine of $100 and, and various court costs. And, um, and pretty much the New Yorker had described it as the greatest judicial outrage in history, or at least history had it ever recorded, according to the U.S. archives. Um, and it was interesting. Um, Ulysses S. Grant uh, had pardoned various election inspectors, but had never actually pardon Susan B. Anthony. So it's really cool to see Donald Trump come out and pardon somebody that I didn't even see coming. And it's cool because I didn't even know that. I didn't even, I'm just being completely honest, I didn't know that she hadn't been pardoned and and on the 100th anniversary. So big stuff, Donald Trump, I think that's that's awesome that you pardoned her. I think it's a great, a great thing. I think that both sides can really uh, come together on and just really celebrate Susan B. Anthony and what she did for women's rights. So let's really get into it today. So last night we saw Democrat National Convention, had a tune in, I had to watch it, and as Rush Limbaugh and various other people said, I watched it so you didn't have to watch it. And I was really kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of, it was a it was a weird thing because I was like, okay, I'm gonna, let's see, like, like there has to be something and a lot of rhetoric, of course, um, I thought was interesting, as my dad pointed it out, but on their main DNC stage, you didn't really see an American flag at all on the stage, but there was one every time the camera came into view of the stage. There was a lot of hiccups during the night. I know it was a virtual event, but I just, I don't know, there just wasn't energy. I just did not get a sense of energy from the Democrat base. Everything just, I don't know, it just felt like um, as my as my dad was talking, we were talking about it, it looked like a timeshare kind of thing. Oh yeah, and it was just kind of, I don't know, it was just really poorly put together. I think it would have been better to do live speeches, in my opinion. I just think doing pre-recorded, it just doesn't have the same impact. Um, I thought it was interesting as when uh, 
when Whitmer came up to do her speech, it just, I don't know, a lot of people, I Michael Knowles pointed it out, and I was thinking the same thing, SNL, it looked like an SNL cold open, and um, and it reminded me of like maybe a Cecilia Strong kind of doing her, it was, it was really interesting, I just, it was just a weird event, um, and I, I just, I don't know, I just don't see the energy that the Democrat Party keeps talking about. I don't see the reason for voting for Joe Biden. His record, he can't run on his record. And really, like I said yesterday's show, people are voting for Joe Biden because they don't like Donald Trump. So it's it's a weird thing. Um, and, and we had Bernie Sanders pretty much selling out once again. She did it, he, he did it for Hillary Clinton, and now... He's doing it again for Joe Biden, and his very, very principles and things are what are threatening our republic today. It's he is he is pushing for, like we've said before, socialist policies. Like, come on, like the man had his honeymoon in the Soviet Union. The man does not want the best for America, and this lie that he continues that he's going to fight for the best for Americans is a complete and absolute lie. He wants to increase the minimum wage, but what the minimum wage does is only raise inflation and only make it harder for the middle class. They are destroying the middle class. They will destroy the middle class with these policies, and they continue to say, oh, we're fighting for the middle class. No, stop. You're not fighting for the middle class. You're going to destroy the middle class, and you're going to destroy American lives because you want to completely change the way America has been running and what what policies have been successful for this great country. So that's my kind of little morning tangent on the DNC. And I just, I like I said, it was very interesting. I did want to mention, though, we had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She comes out and her and Kasich had uh, a little bit of a, a run-in beforehand. She was mad because John Kasich pretty much got a full speaking like he had a full speaking little time she got 60 seconds and i think this goes into the point where they're trying to cover up the radical parts of the party because they need to sway voters to the democrat party and the way they're going to do that is not showing them the the radicalness even though it's very open that they are they are very open to these socialist policies and but they don't give her the platform a full speaking platform and but they give John Kasich a Republican a conservative um, a full speaking time and she called him an anti-choice extremist um, and and pretty much Kasich who was like oh okay um, who had was thinking about a 2020 primary challenge against Trump um, he said that uh, Ocasio-Cortez doesn't represent the Democrat Party, and her voice was exaggerated by the media. I think it's 100%. And some of the stuff she says, everybody knows. It's like, yeah, AOC, I don't know. Um, and and just I don't really think that those ideas that she that she comes out with does not reflect the majority of Americans in this country. And we saw what she's done in New York, and we've done we've seen what the results have been with her being a representative there, and I know she did win in the primary, but it's just surprising me how much we've come, or how far we've come, to adopt a lot of these ideas that we've seen destroy countries, especially in the 20th century. We saw people die, millions and millions of people die in the 20th century, and we saw how these policies and these social programs cannot pretty much be paid for, because 
we got 340 million Americans in this country. It's just impossible. We'd maybe be able to say three months with the current budget, but that's still not enough. So I just thought it was a little interesting. I know I just saw that this morning. I saw it on the news, a little news update, some articles. I know I thought another interesting thing about it last night was that uh, was Andrew Cuomo coming out and calling it the European virus. I thought that was interesting, even though the virus originated in Wuhan and China is to blame for this. That's why Donald Trump continues to call it the China virus because it is from China. It is the China virus. And that those are the facts. It came from Wuhan, not confirmed exactly on the lab, but China didn't let America know. Trump was the first one here in the United States to go, hey, we need to close the borders. We need to act. And people continue to push the lie. And they did it last night that Trump was inadequate in his response to COVID-19. Complete and utter lie. Trump moved quickly and closed borders, even though he was called names and, and people were like, oh my gosh, this is outrageous. Joe Biden, if we look back in January, criticized the president for closing the borders. So Joe Biden to come out and, and continue to tweet out and talk about Trump's response as not good. I'm sorry, but you criticized him during that response. So I don't know what time you would have acted, but it wouldn't have been as soon as President Trump. I'm sorry, but that is the truth. And we are continuing to see that lie spread over and over again. So last night we saw as they started the DNC, the national anthem played. It was nice to actually see the national anthem be played, especially especially with the BLM, the BLM movement as we've seen across the country, BLM Incorporated, this Marxist organization, and when the NFL not wanting to play the national anthem, people kneeling for the national anthem, disrespecting our flag. That's uh, they actually played it last night, so I was actually kind of surprised. So there's a little some good news on that side. So everybody, we have a special guest on this morning. We have an author, podcast host, entrepreneur, patriot, and friend Noah Ring on the show today. Welcome, Noah. Thank you, Matt. Glad to be on. Yep. So a lot of people don't know about Noah Ring is you've written a book. It's called The ABCs of Politics from the Eyes of a High Schooler, and you put it out in March of last year, right? Correct. What were some of the thoughts on writing this book, and why did you, you write it? So, uh, I really, what, what's, what's really interesting, uh, so I, I looked at it, I looked at, uh, you know, I've, all my, all my friends, all my family were always, you know, digging into not just what I believe, but like why I believe it. And so, you know, I, I pretty much had these, like, texts that I, like, pre-typed out that I would send to them. This is why I think lower taxes. This is why I think about abortion. And so I was like, you know, what if I could put all this together and, you know, actually give it and let people take it? So they have, you know, they have their own armor to battle with, with people uh, if they're trying to, if they also believe in lower taxes, but they don't know exactly how to word it, if they don't know exactly what to say. So I'll give them this armor, this this. This uh, this ammo to be able to to explain to the to their family. Um, that's really what made me write it. And you know, this will be a, an exclusive for your podcast. Is I'm actually working on an update to it. The ABCs of politics and that as a college student. That should hopefully be coming soon. Yep, I know. I I was looking through it and some of the some of the stuff you said. And I thought one of the great things, I pulled the pulled quote from your book, um, all the students in America face the same future. I personally don't see any of my fellow Zoomers as rivals or competitors. I see them as colleagues who I will work with throughout my lifetime to ensure Americans' beacon of hope and freedom shines as bright as ever. I just, yeah. I just was like, wow. And I just thought, we're doing the interview this morning. 
Um, I know I kind of hopped right into your book. I know I kind of wanted to talk about it. I was really excited um, just to talk about your book, and and I pulled another one out there as well. I um, I thought it was interesting as you talked about you want to be able to give people that ammunition to be able to go. Okay, what? How do I word this, or how do I? And and I pulled this one out, and, and I thought this was a great way to talk about our generation and where we're at like everybody's politically like okay we're fighting for freedom we're fighting for liberty once again the foundations of the country and i thought you you right off the bat you were, i will admit that i lean conservative on most issues but i also lean liberal on others i believe that is very common in my generation and i love that you dubbed us the live and let live generation um i just was like wow i was like it kind of is i'm like um, and pretty much that we don't care about political dog and pony show. We care about the results. And that's why I think we elected Donald Trump in 2016. We wanted results. <laughs> we yeah, didn't. I mean, I, I, I agree with you there. I think that was a big thing. I think the American people have gotten to the point where we want results. We're tired of seeing, uh, you know, sending politicians to Capitol Hill every year, every other year, I should say, and, you know, nothing ever changing. They campaign on the same things for 10 election cycles. Yep. We're ready to see actual results come. Yep. And I and I that's have why it's important that in about three months here, a little under three months, we not only go and reelect President Trump, but we actually go and give him a Congress that will that will help him push through his agenda during his last four years. I'd have to agree with that hundred percent. I know we're going on Jim Costa nine terms in the sixteenth district here in Fresno, California. I'm gonna keep mentioning his name. Kevin Cookingham is running against Jim Costa. And like you said, they run on the same thing every two years, continue to get reelected. And I think one of the biggest things with the Donald Trump administration is the Republicans were working against them that first year. They were like, oh, Donald Trump's going to get impeached. And, and then we lose the House and we were like, OK, keep the Senate. And now we have a chance to take take the House, keep the Senate and have Donald Trump for another four years great things right so no I know I kind of hopped right into the interview about your books and your book um yeah, you're coming out swinging this time Come I know we came out we came out swinging so I want our audience to know who Noah ring is where you're from what you're working on right now and like kind of your your introduction to who you are I got you okay so as Matt has told you I, I, my name is Noah ring I'm a conservative college student now I was born in North Northeast Florida, a uh, little north of Jacksonville, but now I reside right here in South Georgia. Love it. Uh, my family has lived here for generations. Um, you know, I'm just I'm working on a couple of projects right now uh, that I'll go in depth to uh, that I think will help. Uh, like I said, give ammunition to young conservatives and to young left-leaning uh, students. To go ahead and you know maybe change their minds about things. You know, I'm currently putting together uh, a team of great, great show hosts who I think will. In a, in a number of months, if not years, will be the face of this of this generation. I'm also working on a, an apparel company that will give people clothing to wear that they can wear that will show their beliefs. It's not going to be overly political. It's going to be stuff that shows the good American values that we all hold. But another thing that I'm working on, I've actually just uh, finished talking to her. I'm actually going to be on the Youth Advisory Board for a nonprofit. Um, that seeks to ensure that the civics that are being taught in schools are nonpartisan, because that's one thing that I think is very important. You know, the girl who, I believe, her, I don't know if she's president, chairwoman, what exactly her title is, but she founded it. Uh, she told me uh, in a phone call we had just yesterday that uh, an even playing ground is needed for the future. 
Yeah. You know, she, she understands just that I do that, you know, what is being taught in these schools can be very bad. She doesn't want, she knows some schools obviously are going to push conservative thoughts and she obviously knows some schools are going to push democratic thoughts and liberal thoughts. So we agreed that we need to find a way to push neutral thoughts. That way that when these kids turn 18 and they go out in the real world for the first times, you know, everyone has an equal shot to get them. And that somebody hasn't been molded by their teachers. Because one thing that we definitely agreed upon is that in order for our country to progress into the future, we have to have new ideas. Not the ideas of the last 50 years. We need the ideas of the next 50 years, which is something I'm also very passionate about. I want to ensure that everybody in our generation, Matt, can think for themselves and vote how they believe, not how they were told to believe. And that is the big thing now, is we're very easy to just go out and and just go, okay, well, my family's voted this year, or this way for many years. They've always they've always voted Democrat. They've always voted Republican. or by, So it goes back and forth. And I know you mentioned it. I was trying to figure out, because I know C.J. Pearson, he has one as well. I think it's like Last Hope USA or something, where he's trying to bring civics mm-hmm. back to the classroom because some states, hey, it's completely wiped out. So I just think... It's excellent, and it, and it kind of goes into like what your driving force is, what gets you up in the morning, what keeps you going, what keeps you pursuing politics, and I think you, you said it there best. It's just, uh, and that was my follow-up question, but you answered it because you're on this mission. You're on, you want to see the best for our generation, and it kind of goes into uh, what got you into politics. Not everybody, everybody has some kind of story that was like, some people are 2016 election, they're like, right. Donald Trump, that was that was it. That was my my time. Or some people, it's even before that during the Obama years. What was your like first moment that you knew politics? Right. That was what you were at so, least destined. <laughs> so what's actually uh, what's actually is interesting uh, to get back onto the topic of schools. Um, what's actually funny is so up until my sophomore year of high school, I wanted to be an accountant. I'm so glad that I decided not to be an accountant because that would be a very boring career path. Now, if you're listening, you're an accountant great, good job, we need you, however, not for me. Um, so one thing that really got into it is my sophomore year, I had a teacher named Mr. Sparks, okay? He, uh, he was um, a former Army captain during Vietnam. He uh, then became a teacher. He, t- he taught for 30-some-odd 30, 30 years at the same school. Um, and he was teaching government. He normally taught AP psychology, but he was teaching government. And uh, he was somebody who... He, while I, he never told us his political beliefs and in, in, he never expressed his political beliefs, um, obviously I know he leans conservative, um, but he would he would uh, he would question me and my beliefs with the same tenacity that he would question liberal students and their beliefs. He would play devil's advocate, and I just learned that through that, like, hey, there's so many so many things that are going on in the country that we need to actually take a look at and. I just it was it was always fun because this is the time of the this is January 2017 so Trump had just got inaugurated um, so we actually had the chance to watch you know the first hundred days and what we thought about it and it was it was something that he said to me one day after class and he was like Noah I don't know if you want to go into politics or you want to go into law because politics and law obviously right by each other but you have like a natural talent, like you understand these political issues better than 
almost anybody because I wasn't the smartest kid in that AP government class, but I had one of the best grades because I actually cared about politics. And so I think from that class, from having a teacher like Mr. Sparks, it really, um, it really is what pushed me into politics. And one thing that keeps me going, because there have been times that I, you know, it, it, you just get burnt out, are the messages I receive from uh, two different types of people. Um, the older generation telling me that, you know, they're sending my tweets to their teenagers um, or to their to the grandkids. And then also uh, messages that I receive from, uh, from other teenage students or college students, high school students from across the country. I received one from this girl in Oregon who told me, Hey, I go to a very left-leaning school, you know, you know, I, I follow you and I like your post, but how can I, how can I start to, to tell my friends that I'm conservative? It, it's stuff like that. You know, I want people to be able to, like, to follow back on, we've said this four times in the podcast, but have the ammunition in order to express their beliefs, but also not be afraid to express their beliefs, to not be afraid to, to say, hey, I, I, I like limited government, I like conserving the role of government. I like America. I think we're a great country because I, I think we are a great country. Yeah, I just wanted to add something is what we talk about is people people are taught how to speak positively, but they're not they're not standing in, in truth and not your truth as there's a big difference. I know people talk about your truth and it's like, okay, you have your truth, but it's not. There's foundational truths like the Bible, the truth. And I think, like you said, we have to give people the ammunition, the, the facts for people to go out and go, hey, this is what I believe, and to stand in that. Because I think more than ever, I think we're seeing a battle for our country. The future of our country is, we're, I don't know, did you catch any of the DNC last night at all? Unfortunately, I did, yes. Yeah, I, that's what I said when I opened the show. I was like, yeah, I, was like, I watched it so you didn't have to watch it as famous talk show hosts have said in the past, Rush Limbaugh and, and now Charlie Kirk saying it. And yeah, it was just a lot of the lot of the lies. The lies about Trump and what about his presidency and, and Joe Biden's supposed to be this unifier to end racial divide and everything in our country. I don't know if you had any thoughts on any of that from last night. Um or any well, Yeah. <laughs> last night was definitely uh, it was definitely something. Um you know, two things I'd like I'd like to turn on with with our with the DNC. Sorry, uh, you know, first, you know, this idea that Joe Biden is suddenly going to be different after 44 years in office, ranging from Senate to the Vice President. Um, you know, he he's like like I just said, we need voices for the future, not voices for the past. He's somebody who played a crucial role uh, from the 1970s to the early 2010s. But I, I personally think uh, Senator Biden or Vice President Biden, sorry, his time um, leaving the country. Is up, if that makes sense, um, you know, I think you get to a certain point in where you're never really going to change your mind anymore. You know, Joseph Biden is 77 years old. I don't think he has the, um, I don't think he has the, the capacity to serve as president um, in order to, to push us forward as a country. I mean, can he do the job? Can he do the job? That's not my decision. That's up to the doctors that will evaluate him. But do I think he has the, the a capability to lead us into the next generation uh, against people like China, Russia, Iran? I don't. I'm not, I just don't see it. Now, also the RNC. One of the things that I think was the most despicable thing to happen was John Kasich speaking. John DNC, Kasich, right? Or, I know you just said remember? RNC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing that a lot of people uh, remember uh, is that John Kasich ran for the Republican nomination in 2016. And obviously, I don't think he, he didn't make, make it past the first round of, uh, I 
long as he made it to the first vote. Yeah. But you know, just this idea of you know these Republicans getting getting this quote unquote clout from you know bashing Trump at a DNC, uh, also just being anti-Trump, uh, you know, like Jeff Flake, people like this. You know, I I, I express that there's two there's two ways to handle disagreements with party leadership. You can do what Rand Paul does, where you still you still admit, hey, President Trump has been good on X, Y, and Z. However, I disagree with him on this. Or you can do what John Kasich does and make the Republican Party look ununified and look like a party from the past. And I, I urge that people in the future, uh, if you're listening to this and you ever hold office, if you disagree with your party's president, don't go speak at the other party's convention. What you should do is you should you should be honest when you disagree with the president. I don't think that the president should have 100% control of the of the party because he doesn't he. He was not elected by only one percentage of the party. He was elected by a bunch of different factions coming together from the religious right to the more libertarian right to the populist right. They all came together to elect him. And obviously he's not going to make all, all three of those sects happy at the same time. But what I think we should do as a party is, you know, come together at least for elections and then debate in the off years when we are actually making laws, not just, or we're actually governing and we're not just campaigning. But... It's really it is really telling about John Kasich's personal or John Kasich's character that he would do that. And it's also showing that he was never the most conservative Republican we've had. And he, I'm definitely glad that he didn't make it past the first round. But I think he'd been a worse president than Jeb Bush. Wow, yeah, and that race. I think it's fun looking back, and I know we like our family were big on uh, on Scott Walker. We were big on Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm like really true conservatives and we were like i don't know donald trump and donald trump rolling with the punches everything even the week before some of the debates um just with the the hollywood tape and everything coming out and trump has been able to get past every single obstacle and it's it's incredible to see what he's done for this country and he doesn't get enough credit for it, and I think you'd have to agree with that. <laughs> Especially, uh, they did a they did some research and they put out an article today that that he's 150 times more like likely by the main news outlets to be criticized um, versus Joe Biden. Yeah. And and I was just like, yeah, that's incredible. Um, and they go, okay, and you have <laughs> and you have guys like Brian Stelter going, no, there's no anti-Trump media. What are you talking about? So yeah, it's incredible. So. No, I know I introduced you as a podcast host. Um, Let Freedom Ring, you did that for some time. You got anything coming up on Around the Horizon? Well, actually, Matt, it's uh, very, very funny that you bring that up. Uh, the Let Freedom Ring podcast will be relaunching Monday, August 31st, and it will follow every Monday after that. Um, I, I've just had a lot, of, a lot of people reach out to me and wonder you know, what happened to it. And it is coming back August 31st, better than ever. Um, I have some amazing, uh, amazing episodes that I've already planned out and started researching, and it, yeah, I, that, that's coming out the thirty first, and then hopefully shortly after that, you guys will see the launch of my my apparel company. Sweet, I'm I'm looking forward to some of the the big stuff coming up, and yeah, so I'm just really excited, and we're going into the podcast. I don't know if you wanted to talk about Ring Media at all, um, and what's coming up, or if we're going to keep that on under wraps for right now. Yeah. I didn't know if you were prepared to tell your followers or your listeners. Uh, yes, I have actually, you know, started. I've actually signed a bunch of uh, future GOP media stars to this podcast. One being the person hosting this podcast right now, Mr. Matt. 
um, and that Ring X Media is what it's called. Um, we have some great shows coming on. We have the Brent Allen Show, uh, The Truth Pursuit with Leanna Marlin, Alejandro, obviously Left Freedom Ring, and the Matt and Chan Show will also be on there. And so Ooh. I look forward to it, to putting people together like Matt, myself, Brent, Leanna, Alejandro, and Marlin, and you know, bringing all these great, bright minds together to uh, to speak the truth about what's actually going on within our generation and our country. Because I think the only way to win over a generation is if that generation tries to win them over. I don't think that, you know, I don't think that President Trump will be able to win over Gen Z. I think it'll be Gen Z influencers who win over Gen Z. It's just uh, once it's an authority thing. We don't like to, we look at people who are older and we think, oh, you know, they have authority over us, so we don't like you. Um, not me, I like all, all of you guys. But others, <laughs> um, I like every single one of you. They're all great people. But yeah, so that, that's something that's coming on. It'll be, like, my show will obviously be the inaugural show on August 31st, and then every show after that will follow up throughout that day. Uh, it's going to be, right now, four weekly shows. Um, obviously, the Matt Chan show will be on it, and I'm looking forward to bringing them on. Yeah, this is going to be good. I'm really excited because there's nothing out there like it right now. And I know if you didn't catch it, listeners, I am going to be signing with, uh, me and Chan will be signing with Ring Ring X Media and hopefully bringing news to Gen Z and help win this culture war we're in and this fight for our country. So I'm really excited for it. I know this is kind of not kind of the way I wanted to announce it, but uh, we'll have probably a big announcement at the end of the month. But I just I know I had to ask because Noah's, Noah's got so many different things coming on. I know he's talking about writing some more books. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, hosting a, I'm hosting a Back to Blue rally in October. Soon you guys can be around Camden County, Georgia in October. Come on, come out. We're gonna be raffling off some great, some great items. Sweet, awesome, I'll awesome. More when that comes out. Sweet, but yeah. No, but we got a lot of good things going on. You know, yeah. No, I, I think that you know, people like you and I, we, we, we're gonna work a lot now, but it's gonna be worth it in the future. We're gonna help win over a bunch of our generation. Sweet, awesome. So I'm gonna go into a quick fire question. Not, it's gonna be a mix, a oh, little no. bit of everything. I know, just so just try to answer as quickly as you can. But there's just gonna be stuff that's political. Yeah, coffee, All right, I'll, I'll let oh, you get. <laughs> Got to get that coffee. All right. All I right. This audio only, obviously, but I had to drink some of my nice black coffee. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I know I got to talk that. I got my president's mug out. I got Donald J. Trump on the mug as well, so it's very updated on. No. <laughs> awesome. So let's hop into a quick fire question. All right, first one invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Okay, sweet. Place you want to travel to? Oh, I want to go to Jerusalem. Awesome, awesome. Favorite hobby? Uh, I don't really have many hobbies. All I do is work, but uh, probably I enjoy a good good day on the range. Sweet. Um, who do you admire most? Uh, you know, I I admire a group of people the most. I admire people like C.J. Pearson, like yourself, like Kyle Kashuv, who are able to stand up to the mob and uh, admit that they're conservative. Sweet. And then last one: describe yourself in three words. Uh, bold, uh, leader, uh, entrepreneur. I don't know. You threw me on the spot with that one. Yep. I know. I had to. I had to. I had to. So cool. That's these are a- not pre-scripted. I had no idea what these were. 
I know. I just I just pick a little list of random and I just kind of go through and and see what we got. So cool. I just want to segue into. I was going to make it a quick fire, but what are your thoughts on running for office in the future? What are your What are your thoughts? Your aspirations? You know, uh, I've always said that if I felt like if I felt like I could make a difference, I would run for office. Uh, it's something I've not ruled out, and it's something I'll definitely look on. You know, uh, I would I would obviously much rather prefer running for a local office, like you know, like mayor of my hometown or a city councilman, because that's where the real change is made. That's where most of your taxes are levied, uh, your property taxes, your millage rates, everything like that. But I, obviously, it's something that I've always dreamt about, um, and it's definitely something that if I announce, I'll make sure I announce it on the Matt and Chan show. Oh, sweet. Awesome. So yeah, that's some cool stuff. Yeah, no, I just wanted to see kind of what 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 we got on the like I said, what do we got coming up? What is what are the, what's the future going to look like? So I kind of got through most of my questions that I wanted to ask you this morning. So now, if you were in my shoes, is there something I didn't ask you that you wanted me to ask you? Well, you didn't ask if I made my own coffee, but yes, I did. Um, I don't know. I think you did a pretty good job, Matt. Uh, yeah. You didn't ask me many policy questions, though. I will point that out. You didn't ask me my thoughts on a lot of policy questions. Yep, and that's why you'll have to come on. You'll have to catch Noah Ring the next time he's on the Matt and Chan show. Because I know I wanted people to know who Noah Ring is, why you do what you that's do, right. and and because I don't. Hey, let's hop right into policy. And we kind of talked a little bit on the DNC yeah. and some of the policies that we've seen with them. But I know I just wanted to have you on because, like you said, you're in the fight. You're you're being bold. You're being that leader in the fight to go on and take on the radical left. Like, yeah, like we, right. we we need we need people like you in our country standing up for freedom, liberty, and sure. the foundation of this country. So Noah, what could say we got to let freedom ring? Oh yeah, let freedom ring. It's the last name. It works. What could say we got to let freedom ring. Let freedom I ring. Is what? that gonna be? Is that gonna be a congressional slogan or potential presidential one one day? Right, right. <laughs> I could already see the commercial, Let Freedom Ring, No Ring, for House of Representatives or something along that. <laughs> I could see it too, yeah. No, no what, what I think your listeners should know is that, you know, like you said the next time, never me and I were on the phone yesterday as I was in the car driving somewhere. Obviously through Bluetooth, I would never hold my, my, my phone up to my hand. And we were talking about how he was doing this Matt in the morning thing, which, and then he, he just brings on, I was like, Somehow it got brought up. I was like, yeah, you never invite me on. He's just like, I didn't think I had to invite you on. I'm like, no, it's your show. I'm not going to call you and say we're recording your show. Oh, man. No, I love doing stupid show hosts with my friends. Obviously, I consider you a friend. I love doing it. So anytime, man, just you, you got my number. Awesome. And then, so Noah, how can people connect with you and find you? Uh, all my social medias are the Noah Ring, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, um, they're all the Noah Ring. You can follow me there um, and stay updated. Yeah, and you know, you can message, I'll call you back. Um, but yeah, no, that's where you can find me, at the Noah Ring on all the platforms. Yeah. Sweet. Arnos, I'm so happy you uh, came on. And this is Matt in the morning, everybody. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Check out our other episodes of Matt and Chan Show. This is something new. It's something big. And no, I can't uh, wait to have you on in the future. Hey, give me a call. Your your morning's my afternoon, so give me a call. Awesome, awesome. All right, thanks for coming on, Noah.